irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Drinking Dirty in Jersey with Chris Finley and Cassie Finley right here on LA Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, L.A. Talk Radio proudly brings to you the beer-drinking champions of the world, the queen of craft beer, Cassie Finley, the man who drinks so much he pees barley and poops hops, Chris Finley. We are Drinking Dirty in Jersey! Woo! Cheers, everyone, and welcome to Drinking Dirty in Jersey live on L.A. Talk Radio. And tonight is Friday the 13th. And that's pretty special because I know we're on L.A. Talk Radio, but we broadcast out of New Jersey, and our studio is actually in Blairstown, New Jersey, where the first Friday the 13th was filmed. Yep. So Friday the 13th is kind of special for it's us. Like a, so. It's a town-wide thing. I'm just going to interject here really oh, quick. Um, every Friday the 13th, no matter when it is in the year, uh, our local town theater shows the original Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, the cook at one of our... Um, eating Local establishments. establishments. He Blair's dresses up in. like Jason, and he eats in the restaurant. Like it's mm-hmm. like a whole big. It's a big thing here. So it's a big thing here. They so. actually do uh, tours at the at Camp Crystal Lake too. Um, right. Usual in the summer, like on the Friday thirteenth of the summer. Right. It's like uh, Groundhog Day, wherever the hell that that is, or like this town goes just absolutely bonkers yeah, it's when it's Groundhog Day. So and we've got two this year. Right. As far as I know, so I think one there might be month. another one yeah. too. But. So, so we're very psyched, and we also we have a great show. We have some great guests on tonight. We have Spellbound Brewing out of Mount Holly, New Jersey. We also have uh, Nishamini Creek out of actually our first brewery out of Pennsylvania. No, so, second Wirebacher. Wirebacher. I'm sorry, we did have Wirebacher on. So they're out of what? Crodon, Pennsylvania. Crodon. Crodon, Pennsylvania. Said. We can ask them. Yeah, we'll ask them. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say your town's name? Exactly. Um, and we also have uh, Beer Ventures tonight. We're going to do a taste test a little later in the show, and we have some great beers to do that with. We have uh, Great Lakes Brewing and Arcadia Brewing, so we have a bunch of beers from uh, both those breweries uh, that we can't wait to try. And uh, also in studio, we have our good friend and uh, pretty much a show regular, Tasha, with us tonight. Hello. S- say hi, Tasha. And Tasha, Tasha, in case you don't know, makes the best macaroni and cheese that I've ever had. <laughs> the story behind that is that she came over for Super Bowl and she made, what was it, a buffalo chicken? Buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken dip. And I was pretty drunk uh, by mid-game. So I, I, I thought it was macaroni and cheese and I'm eating it. And I'm like, this is the best macaroni and cheese I ever had. But it was a macaroni and cheese. But, oh my God, it was so good. Just yeah, so and, then, good. and then we left it in the... F- sank for two weeks and it's uh, Did you really is it still there yeah no it's now <laughs> yeah we just took it out tonight. now it's now it's in the, now it's in the dishwasher but it was like every, every night i'm like what is that smell <laughs> finley's like i have no idea well no when clue. it's fresh it's the best macaroni and cheese <laughs> aka ever. buffalo chicken dip that i've ever had in my life so <laughs> maybe next time i'll add like doodles to it to like right that it's oh my god that would be I'm like crack just text me i'm like finley i'm making the crack and i'll be like yes <laughs> Come on over. Right. You probably make you probably make like buffalo chicken macaroni and cheese with that shit. Oh, that'd oh be so God. good. So good. I'm, I'm starting to get hungry. So um, anyway, uh, Utah. Give me two. Two beers that is, and of course, most of us are drinking. I'm drinking actually one of my favorite beers. Um, I don't know if the craft beer fans may be uh, not too excited about this one, but this is a uh, Hacker Shore beer, the Weiss. Uh, if you can see into the Ustream camera, I'm showing the coaster for it. But this is a very, very good beer. I used to drink it all the time at the Black Forest Inn in Stanhope, New Jersey. It's a German bar. Shout out. Uh, but it's it's just a very good beer. And if you can see on the Ustream camera I showed it earlier, I have a Jason Voorhees hockey mask glass. Yes. Uh, that I'm very proud to be drinking out of tonight because obviously it's Friday the 13th. And, and we love him. And Cassie, um, if you were drinking, what would you be drinking? Uh, if I Ideally, <laughs> if I was drinking, yes. I'd be drinking one of those carton regular coffees over there that I have waiting oh, for okay. me. okay. Until after my birthday. Okay. Yeah. Don't. 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 don't, don't, don't. Birthday dreams. Uh, <laughs> or one of the three Floyds in the basement. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, those are great. You, can, you can't get those around here either. So. Nope. Uh, and Tasha, I know you're drinking. What are you drinking? I am drinking Pennsylvania Pumpkin Roll Ale, and it is delicious. Oh, Pen Brewing. Pen Brewing? Is that the name of the company? Yes. It's, yeah. it's delicious, so shout out to them. Yes, and that's another beer that you can't get around here. One of our friends actually drove into uh, Deep Woods, Pennsylvania to actually get that beer for us. So We have um, one more in the basement for me when I'm when, yes, I, when yes. I turn 21. I was just going to say, <laughs> when I turn 21. How much beer do you have for, you know? I have probably right now, um, and I keep acquiring things like little by little. There's probably about 
40, 50 bottles down there. Are you just going to like drink it all at once? No. And, like, real yeah, we're going to have one crazy night. Like <laughs> no. an Andre the Giant fueled well, night. <laughs> I, have this, I have this like I have this like ulterior motive with the three Floyds. Like I really want to get three Floyds on our show and do a taste test while they're on the air. Well, that'd be cool. Um, I'm trying desperately. They're very small. They don't really answer their Twitter. They don't have a marketing person. So it's, it's – uh, We'll see what happens with that. But if not, we can always do a taste test. If I feel like sharing, I might not feel like sharing. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty selfish with the beer, which I don't blame you. I don't blame um, you at all. That's special, though. That's different. No, it is. Um, it is. But uh, no, I'm not going to drink all of it once. It's probably going to be like over a good, you know, three months, especially since right out of the gate. Well, especially you like, haven't drank in so long, you're going right. to be a two-beer Tarzan. So exactly. you're not going to be, be able to drink. Date. Right, exactly, yeah. which works out for me. <laughs> yeah. That, that's if my whiskey dick works. Anyway, um, okay, folks, every show we play a drinking game where you folks watching and listening at home can play along as well. We have a word of the night, and every time that word is said, you drink. Tonight's drinking word is gash. And an example of gashes, Bruce Jenner wants to exchange his flesh balloon for a gash. Oh, drink. And Cassie, do you have an example? If I was out in the woods alone on Friday the 13th, I'd have to watch out so that Jason didn't hit me in my gash. Oh, oh. drink. That was the longest example I've ever Shut heard in my up. life. <laughs> hey, it worked. Whatever. Whatever, um, transgender. Transgender. <laughs> I coined that term like three weeks ago. And people are now using it. Uh, and folks, you don't know, obviously, Bruce Jenner, who is the um, Kardashian's stepdad, um, is turning into a woman. And, and he's Cassie, a transgender. And Cassie came up with this term, transgender. It's perfect. Which, yes, I, I think it's great. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's great. People are now using it. I coined it. I'm going to trademark it. So it's right here, archived on air, that Cassie made up that term. Like three weeks ago. <laughs> now, we just talked about sex, actually, and I just want to <laughs> dip into this a little bit. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, my wife being pregnant, I just want to talk about pregnant sex a little bit. Uh, it's a very dear subject to me right now. And uh, obviously... It's a dear subject to you. Yes, of course. Like it's your baby. Yeah, so... Well, uh, I hope but, it's your baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if he comes out not uh, no, white, then we might have a problem. Please. <laughs> um, obviously, when you when uh, you're pregnant, the foreplay is kind of out the window because you can't you know really get in the foreplay too much. You can't really give head because that's kind of evil. You're right? not supposed because, to. Well, really? no, like okay, I can't give him head because it, it, the thought of it just is like horrible because the baby eats when you eat. <laughs> right, so, but you're not supposed to give head to a woman if they're pregnant because you can blow accidentally in there and cause an air bubble so, and like I don't know what happens but you're not supposed to do that wait so. seriously yeah seriously yeah so this is actually that a sucks. helpful information <laughs> for people out there that are pregnant uh, no head no head, no head at all get so educated on the show <laughs> I wasn't expecting about that tonight but you know but you know great. as a guy too you're trying to like you know get into the mood and get into the moment and you put your hand over and you feel the belly bump and it's like oh man how can I get in the mood like this and even like <laughs> sexual positions like uh, I know we talked about last week the sidewinder which Tasha if you don't know that's the grill it's like kind of spooning but you're yeah. doing each other yeah okay that's I'm sure one... tasha knows what that is <laughs> yeah, i'm sure i don't know what she likes in bed but but uh you know that that's one move the I guess side you she besides has. missionary i mean you really can't do dog well, no style. You, no first of all you're not supposed to do missionary after 20 weeks wait is really? there like a book yes. just about like having sex while you're pregnant no i just know these like you, you just should write pick it. things up you should write it you'd make so much money <laughs> women would buy that everywhere. i'm sure there is one somewhere but um after 20 weeks, you're not supposed to lay on your back for a long period of time. So what are you supposed oxygen. to do? Like side Doggy wonder? style. Or Doggy style. Well, that's top great. Or yeah. Natasha wonder. likes that. <laughs> or butt stuff. I don't know. Butt stuff. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not in the butt stuff. Even I'm if not you either. Pregnant, but, no, me either. But then there's the whole situation of where you put the map of Hawaii at the end. You, know, you don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't pull out. What's the point? Well, I guess What's right. What are you going to get pregnant again? I mean, I, I guess you have a you point can't. there. There's a wall up. It just right. bounces off. But you just can't put the map like where you want it. Like if you accidentally get it on the belly, that's kind of evil, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, because let's get out of, off this subject. I'm getting a little red faced. Anyway, um, the, it's Friday the 13th. So obviously we're going to talk about Friday the 13th. So. Cassie, you're going to bring up a couple subjects yeah. about the movies Friday the 13th, and then yeah. me and Tasha are going to kind of give um, our opinions. Well, I was kind of doing like a, like a Jason Awards, if you will, uh, Slasher Awards, Gash Awards. Oh, oh drink. Oh, man, I was taking a sip of beer. I totally oh, missed. Oh, drink. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things I was, I was thinking of was like what are important subjects to talk about when you talk about horror movies? And I think like uh, as far as the Friday the 13th series, what is there, 10 
I think there's 10. No, well, the one in space was 10. I don't know if there was any after that. If you're counting the new one, that would be 11. Okay. So it's a long-running series. Started in 1980, June 13th, 1980 to be exact, exactly a week before I was born, which I think is cool. Um, (laughs) Plus, I live in the town. So it's like it's kind of of this whole thing about Friday the 13th. But um, I thought of, like, what's the best one? Like, in my opinion, I adore the first one. Yeah. It's just right. like, you know, and the second one just is like right up there. It's it's those second two I feel good. like are one movie well, because they continue and I know, agree, but one through four actually go right after they actually continue each other. Then after four, it gets kind of crazy. But I'd have to agree with you in the sense that I think part one is really the scariest one. I mean, the mother oh, yeah. is so creepy. Just you have so no scary. idea, and you have no idea what's going on. Scared the shit out of me for years. Like uh, ever, ever since that movie, white sweaters scare me because the mother <laughs> was wearing a fucking white sweater. Old woman but with white sweater. As far as like true classic horror movies, I have to agree with you. The first one um, is probably the best one as far as that's concerned. But there's a lot of ones like uh, later on that are more fun. Like I think. Part four is pretty fun with Corey Feldman and shit. Mm-hmm. Part six is over the top, ridiculous. He gets struck by lightning. All of a sudden, he has super Well, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about part powers. eight. But part it's eight just is like fun. so ridiculous to Which me. Which one's part eight? New York. Oh, that one's stupid. No, I don't think I, I ever saw I that so one. Stupid, They're in that New one. York? Yeah. What? Jason Takes Manhattan <laughs> is the name of it. <laughs> what is he, like a Muppet? No. <laughs> he's on like a cruise ship. pops. No, He's on a cruise ship, like in the Hudson or something. Yeah. How does Jason get on a cruise ship? For some reason, don't ask. Some, somehow a cruise ship gets to a lake in the middle of New Jersey <laughs> and then all of a sudden ends up in New York. I think that's the plot of the movie. No, it's just on the Hudson. They're taking like a cruise for school. But ha- somehow Jason gets it's, on the, the I don't ship. know. I guess he swam there from New Jersey. I don't and, know what happened. And the I end of the movie is so stupid. Swim. He ends up in, in, in fucking sewer and then like the water comes over him and he turns into a boy. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it's like, just a stupid, stupid movie. I hate that movie. I can't believe that's your most fun no, 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 no. Jason movie. I like it because it's so stupid. Like it's so corny. It's not scary. It's something you can just watch and like laugh at the entire. I don't think time. anyone past part three is really scary. I think they're all just over the top. But well, we're going to get to that topic in a second. I was say, even part ahead. three isn't that scary. I mean, I, I think part one is scary because you don't know what's going on. And also, mm-hmm. like, that ending scene oh, where, like, that yeah. girl puts on, like, the mother's sweater. Like, when she sees, like, the skull and she's yes. pretending to be the mother. Yes. Like, that's, like, creepy. That is creepy. And like, I'll agree with you there. Plus the retard sack that he wait, wears in that movie we, with the one eye. Like, can we get to scariest scene then? If we're gonna actually, go there? That was, I'm sorry. That was number two. That wasn't number one. I lied. No, you're right. I'm sorry. It was number two with yeah. the sack. Let's yeah. go with scariest yeah. scene. Scariest scene um, has to be, for me anyway, is when the mother is uh, speaking Jason's voice at the end of part one. And she's like, no, mommy. Don't kill them all. Oh, kill really? Them all. That's creepy that's as shit. the scariest thing for you? Oh, yeah, dude. If I was like uh, in the dark walking around with a boner or something and then I heard that voice, <laughs> <laughs> I would be so fucking Randomly scared. walking around with a boner? Yeah, I do that. I walk around in the dark with a boner. I think – I feel like the scariest thing for me was in part two. And this is going to sound so stupid. But I'm like – it was one of those things where like – it wasn't like scary, but it made me jump so high. And still to this day, like if I watch part two, I still jump at this point mm-hmm. when they're, when she's like, it's in the beginning and you think everything's fine. I know what you're going to say. And yeah. she, she goes to like over by the fridge and the fucking cat like jumps into the scene that she uh-huh. opens the, the fridge door and the head's in the fridge. That <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I will still jump and scream at that. I've seen that movie at least 400 times or more. And I still like, I'm like, and then he kills her with the fucking screwdriver to the head. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Tasha, what's the we're scariest that scene? I think too. you might've told us already, but well, I think the actual, now I'm thinking about it. My like, okay, is there any scene that really scares you more? And I think that the first time I saw it, the scene, it's like the one that's actually at the end of uh, the, oh, the first, first one, one. Where, yeah. the, with the boat where she like thinks she's oh, safe. Right. Yes. And then like up. the boy comes out oh, of the water. I love and that then part. like when she wakes up and she's like, but there's a boy, but there was a boy. And they're, they're mm-hmm. like, no, miss, like, yeah. you find a boy. Like, no, that is that creepy. Was creepy. Oh, oh, whoop. Oh, I think, our, um, I think our first guest is calling this? in. No, That's our alert for, for the guys. But, uh, and uh, I think our first guest is calling in. Hello, you're on Drinking Dirty in Jersey. Hey, this is John from Spelldown Brewing. Hey, hey, John, what's up, man? Not much, not much. Just uh, got the, awesome. uh, a long night of uh, prepping and tasting room and all that fun stuff. 
Awesome, 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 man. Now, I'm so psyched you're calling in. And for our listeners, this is Spellbound Brewing out of Mount Holly, New Jersey, an awesome brewery. And we're very excited to talk to you. We just have a couple questions for you. Now, um, now tell us a little bit about the origins of Spellbound Brewing. What inspired you to begin brewing beer? Uh, I would say a lot of it, just like uh, a lot of home brewers that are out there, we started out as home brewers. There are three of us. It's uh, Mike, uh, Scott, and myself. I'm John. Uh, and we all kind of had the same aspirations. It was, hey, you know what? We've tasted uh, these beers that are out there, and, oh, there's a home brewing kit. Let's try brewing it at home. We're like, okay, we can actually make beer that we think is comparable to other breweries. You know, we uh, actually it was me and Mike that originally got together, and uh, we tried to venture out and do our own thing after home brewing for about 10 years. And didn't quite work out, didn't have the resources or really the, the time and and uh, the money to actually put into it. So we, we uh, actually formed an LLC, which we dissolved. Uh, fast forward a couple of years later, we met Scott. Scott was winning a homebrew competition locally, so we're, you know, nice. we, we got in touch with him and uh, we were actually uh, started chatting about it. And just like a lot of homebrewers do, you know, you get together, you drink beers, you're like, oh, we should open a brewery, and then you drink more, and all of a sudden, you know, next thing it comes along, and you completely forget that you talk about opening a brewery, you know, rinse and repeat. We did that about, you know, dozens of times where hmm. we'd get out, we'd say, oh, yeah, we can do this. We can brew beer just like everybody else. Uh, drink too much, you know, camaraderie and all that other stuff, and, yeah. and finally, we decided one time, we're like, you know what, let's go out, let's talk about this, and let's not drink. You know, God forbid. You know, wouldn't want to have a gash or anything, but... Oh, drink! <laughs> now, uh, is there any story behind yes. Spellbound? No, and, and just for the record, we do not pour in our tasting room. Any of our beers do not pour through a gash. Oh, drink! A double. Nice, John. Nice, nice. <laughs> hey, now, uh, we don't mess around here. <laughs> so, um, now, what's the story behind the name Spellbound? Uh, Spellbound, we uh, we actually had a list of 128 names. We just threw down any names that we thought were cool, anything that was relevant to New Jersey, et cetera. And we're like, okay, let's let's put them all down. And then we did some research just to find out, you know, which ones are actually brewery names, breweries in the U.S. You know, something you know close to being a beer name. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't have to deal with any of that part of it, uh, that there's already an existing brewery uh, under whatever name it might be. Uh, so it cut the list down to, like, in the 50s. And at that point, we decided it was time to start annoying all our friends and family by saying, hey, take a look at this Excel spreadsheet. Which ones do you like best? Mm-hmm. Uh, came back. We got down to about 25 after doing that and getting yelled at a bunch. Uh, so with the final 25... We extended the amount of people that, you know, were actually helping us with our market research. And we said, hey, give us your top five on this spreadsheet out of the 25. Rank them. Send them back to us. So after a couple of weeks, we got them all back, tabulated everything, and Spellbound came in fourth. Nice, nice. So, yes. So the top ones, actually, like one of the top brewery names was High Iron Brewing. Mm-hmm. From uh, from label approval with the federal government and all that, they would not like that because you're basically you're making a claim that there's high iron in the beer, like on the beer label. So mm-hmm. we decided to drop that one. Some of the other ones were, I mean, we're big fans of New Jersey. We've lived in New Jersey all our lives, and we chose to be a brewery opening in New Jersey, although the laws are not best, uh, just because we're passionate about New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But they're Outside of New Jersey, it doesn't have the greatest connotation. People are not as big as fans of Jersey outside of New Jersey. <laughs> so we decided to steer away from the ones that were very Jersey-based. No offense uh-huh. to any brewery that has Jersey in the name, because that was the first one. We were a Jersey brewing company that we dissolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, we decided Spellbound you know, had a broadest appeal, uh, just in terms of like marketability, we had a lot of ideas. Like when we saw that name, like our, you know, we just the creative juices just kind of went wild on that one. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so that's where it really came about. Yeah, I'm, I mean, your name reminds me of the song "Witchy Woman," which Cassie tried to make our song, but nothing will ever <laughs> replace the song "Desperado" for me. 
Um, now, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into your beer. Now, I, I know about two of your flagship beers. The first being Spellbound IPA. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, that beer and what separates that from other IPAs out there. Uh, Spellbound IPA, uh, as I'm sure a lot of uh, beers that are out there that have ever been created, um, it began as a homebrew recipe and one that we thought that we really had dialed in, so we, we scaled it up. Uh, the one thing that I would say that really separates it from other ones is, I mean, first of all, we use six different hops in it. And for anybody listening and anybody that's a homebrewer, we're more than happy to share the hops that we're using, which is Magnum, Cascade, Centennial, Columbus, Amarillo, and a lot of Simcoe. Um, but we use a ton of hops. We, we basically, our dry hop schedule, which is basically after post-fermentation, we add hops to make it even more floor, more fragrant, a lot more aromatic, a lot mm-hmm. more flavorful. Our dry hop schedule is basically the same schedule you would do in like a double IPA. So gotcha. we, we just go over the top hops with it. And the thing that kind of cements it is the fact that we package it in cans. Cans are infinitely better than bottles in terms of mm-hmm. I you know, agree. keeping that hop flavor, aroma. So all we do is can yep. and, and keg. So from our standpoint, we do it all in-house. We actually, on Sunday, we'll be selling canning, or we'll be canning on Sunday and selling cans directly off the line so people coming in can basically get a case fresh like when we're packaging it. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, you also have your porter, a robust malt forward beer with notes of chocolate and coffee. Tell us a little bit about that one as well. Uh, that one is the recipe. That's uh, one of Scott's recipes. Uh, we had met him, had, had mentioned before, through uh, like homebrew contest. And basically, he was the one that was winning all the homebrew contests with this porter where he would either, you know, do something where he would add vanilla to it or coffee or just have straight up porter. Basically, what we did is we scaled that one up. So, you know, he, he is one of the three in a mix. And we're like, we have to do the porter. It's not the most popular style, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we're all fans of it. And there's really not that much of it that's on tap. So we're like, you know what? Let's just make that one of our, our year round, make it one of our, you know, right there with our flagship. And, you know, it may be different, but it's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, from, from our standpoint, we just, we just love the fact, like, it really, you really get the coffee and the chocolate notes from it. And that's strictly from the malt. We don't add any chocolate to it. We don't add any coffee to it. Nice, nice. Now, um, do you have any other year round beers? Uh, actually, we've introduced two new ones, and it's the advantage of having the, uh, we have a tasting room, and the advantage of having that is that we get to try all these pilot batches and play around, we see what's popular, and basically what we do is we, uh, we'll ramp it up to full production. Um, the first one that came about was, uh, Palo Santo Porter. It's our porter, but it's aged on Palo Santo wood. It's a South American wood, very dense, but it has, like, these coconutty, um, like black licorice notes to it. So it, it complements the beer perfectly. So we're, we did it one time. I actually had like four little sticks of this Palo Santa wood in my garage for like two years. And I brought it in and we're like, you know what, let's brew a pilot batch of the, of the porter and we'll add it to it and basically let it see how, or let it sit, see how it tastes. And it was just tasted phenomenal. So, um, we put it on tap. We put it on tap in the pilot. I mean, as a pilot batch in the tasting room, uh-huh. sold through it instantly. So we're like, do it again. Sold through it instantly. Did it again. Sold through it instantly. We're like, okay, we're getting tired of brewing these little pilot batches. So we ramped it up basically so we can do 20 barrels of it at a time. Uh, mm-hmm. A barrel is 31 U.S. gallons. So basically we're brewing like 600 gallons of it at a time at this point. Wow. So that's one that we moved from the tasting room, similar to the pale ale. The pale ale is the other one that we did that we just introduced as it's going to be kind of a year-round beer. So mm-hmm. now we are basically up to four year-round beers. Um, uh, nice. And, yeah, we, we've only been open since uh, uh, we opened actually our doors October 11th. So it's been a pretty fast ride to start. Nice, nice. Um, now, you guys have some pretty awesome sounding seasonal t- seasonals, too. What are some of the seasonals that you guys brew? Uh, let's see. Well, we have a, a peach double IPA. 
So it's basically you get all the the a lot of Simcoe hops uh, just blend perfectly with the uh, citrusy notes from the peach. So it's not mm-hmm. something that's sweet, but they, they complement each other perfectly. So that's probably one of the ones that are, have been most popular in our, our tasting room. We're looking to ramp that one up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have something coming up tomorrow for Valentine's Day. Sorry for this little plug here, but uh, it, it's basically from from noon to eight. We're open tomorrow, and we have free special beers for very uh, Valentine's Day themed. So the first one is a double chocolate cherry porter. Nice. The second Perfect. second one is a vanilla maple porter. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And the thir- awesome. third one's a a Belgian triple that we basically age with roses and rose water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got the whole chocolate, vanilla, roses. I mean, it's it's That's very awesome. uh, yeah. And it's really a perfect place to bring uh, your Valentine's date or or whatever because you throw a couple beers in her, she gets a little drunk, and you have a nice little uh, <laughs> oh my god, have a nice little present when you go home. You know what so I mean? Bad. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're starting to lean towards that gash thing. Oh, drink. Number three, John. All right. Now, Come on, I, I, had, <laughs> I had this seasonal beer once um, by uh, Vandalay Brewing. It was called Gash. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh just so now, you know, uh, I'm drinking a, uh, a Spellbound IPA while we're talking. So. Oh, no, yeah, nice. I, I can actually hear you drinking. I drink so much, I can, I can hear people drinking. So, um, <laughs> now, uh, what days now? I have- Go ahead, buddy. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, I was going to ask you what days and hours for if people that are listening uh, are, are your brewery open? Uh, we are open Thursday and Friday, 5 to 9, and Saturday, 12 to 8. And then any days that we can are IPA. Uh, we are open from 11 to 3, so people can, again, they can come in, buy a case right off the line, and just head out with a, a six-pack or a case or whatever it might be. So we just started doing that. We just started doing that uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was huge success. So we figured we would keep on going that route. But uh, most nice. of, like, just take a look at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, and that's the best channel to actually find out what's going on. Cool, cool. Now, um, the last question for you. Do you have any special events coming up that you'd like to promote? Uh, we actually are going to be at a lot of uh, different, like, brew fest, beer fest, stuff like that. Uh, we do a lot of charity events where we can, um, but we'll be at AC Beer Fest. That's coming up, uh, I think, like March 19th. Um, we have, it's going to be, it, for anybody that does actually bike rides, uh, we have a century ride that's coming up. It looks like it's going to be July 18th, a uh, charity event that's going to basically start and end here. Mm-hmm. Um but we are constantly doing little events in the background. We support as many charities as we possibly can without putting ourselves out of business, of course. Um, but most of that we will publish again on any of the social media sites or our website, et cetera. Um, so that's probably the best place to, place to look out for us. Cool, cool. Well, I, I really appreciate you calling in. Uh, you know, we're, we, we've been following you guys on Facebook and everything, and we encourage our fans to uh, get down to your brewery and try some of your beer. So uh, we have actually our other guests calling in, so I'm, I'm going to have to let you go, man. But uh, we appreciate, I really appreciate you calling in, and I encourage all our fans to check out your brewery. Yeah, Chris, Kathy, thank you so much for the time. And again, if you guys stop by, next beer's on us. All right, man. Mendez out. All right. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, we did have our other guests calling in, but I guess uh, they hung up. They hung up. Which so sucks. Um, but what are you so gonna do? Maybe they'll call back. But <laughs> um, I guess while we're waiting for them to call back, uh, let's pause the show right now to take a commemorative chug of oh, beer. Hold that thought. Uh, hold on a second. Oh. Let's pause that. Uh, hello, you're on drinking. Uh, they're not on. Yeah, they're on. Oh, hello, you're hello. on drinking <laughs> jersey. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Hey. Good. How are you, man? Pretty good. Just, awesome. Uh, awesome. We're listening to you on the radio, and I was trying to call a little bit ahead of time to make sure, you know, to make sure I made it on, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem, man. I, I, we're, we're really excited that you called in, man. Now, this is, for the, everybody listening, this is Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Uh, you, I'll, and clarify the name of the town that you guys are in. Is it Crodon? Cro- Croydon? No. <laughs> it's uh, Croydon. Croydon. See, I told okay. you what it was. Cassie was right. Was I was right. wrong. So, yeah. Um, but we're we're big fans of your beer. We dr- we drank it a ton, and uh, we're, we're very excited to talk to you guys. Just have a couple of questions for you. Um, sure. 
uh, now tell us a little bit of history about the Chamonix Creek uh, Brewing Company. How'd you guys get in the business of brewing beer? Um, you know, most like just like everybody at the house, you start home brewing, and then you do. You know, the next the next big step is to go to school. So, um, the two, uh, my name is Rob, by the way. Um, oh, but sorry. But, uh, Jer- <laughs> Jeremy and I both went to a uh, Siebel Institute out in Chicago. Um, we're both B- BJCP beer judges on various levels. So we we did whatever we could um, to get to that next level. Um, not to mention Jeremy, our head brewer, also worked at River Horse for uh, a few years. Okay. Yep. So basically, at some point, um, uh, Jeremy contacted me. We got the idea together back in 2010, uh, formed the business then, and then over the next couple of years, started acquiring equipment and found a place in Croydon in Lower Buxton, Pennsylvania, a nice 18,000-square-foot facility, and started you know, loading in equipment. Uh, our official open day was June 1st of 2012. Awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, nice, nice. Now, um, what's the story behind the name, the Chamonix Creek? Um, is it really a creek that's close to where you're located? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, a less, than, it's less than a mile from us in Bucks County. Um, at the time, you know, you never know how big or how successful you are when you first get started. So, obviously, going local, especially in especially in the beer industry, we wanted to pro- promote locally in our neighborhood. So, Neshaminy, the Neshaminy Creek actually runs throughout Bucks County, and anyone that's down in Philly or the surrounding counties know it more prevalently than anyone in New Jersey might, except on the um, maybe the western side of the state. You know. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Um, now, uh, now getting into your beer, you have some awesome beers. Now we've had the Crodon Cream Ale, which is just a great, smooth-tasting beer. Uh, what are some of the other beers you have available year-round? Um, we have actually a bunch of them. Um, the Croydon Cream Ale is actually our lightest uh, of the bunch. It's our right. easiest drinking. It's basically our baseball beer. You know, it's like a low alcohol, not very hoppy, n- nothing abrasive. It's for the we see that as almost like a gateway beer for people to you know if they're, you're not into craft yet, but you want to mm-hmm. try something that's not too wild. That's where you start. Gotcha. Um, but we're actually more known. Our biggest seller um, year round right now is our County Line IPA. Uh, okay. That's dry, dry hop with mosaic, but it's got all the classic uh, hops in there, like Centennial, Chinook, Columbus, stuff like that. Um, and then we have our Tribute Triple, which is our our, our Belgian triple with uh, orange peel and coriander. We have our new American Pale Ale, which is dry hopped with uh, Nugget. That's John. It's an acronym, nice. Juicy Ale with Nugget. Uh, we also have our Trauger Pilsner. It's a North German-style pils. Uh, a Vienna Lager which is the Churchill mm-hmm. Lager. Uh, in 2013, we got a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival with that beer. Nice. And then we do uh, two double IPAs a year for the first six months. It's the Blitzkrieg Hops, and the mm-hmm. second half of the year is our Shape of Hops to Come, and that one actually did insanely well for us this year. So Nice, nice. Yeah, I know a lot of people in the uh, in the beer training world keep looking for that beer. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, once, once we got that out in cans, you know, we were getting calls every 15 minutes wondering, like, when it's coming back or if they can get cases. And I'm like, sorry, man, that's a six-month beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are... my favorite question is, like, well, why wouldn't you just brew that, you know, year-round? I'm like, well, if you can source another, you know, a couple thousand pounds of citra for us to dry up this bad boy with, then, you know, by all means, find it for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're, we're big fans of your seasonal beer, especially your Punkless Dunkel pumpkin beer, which, uh, which we had a huge pumpkin beer test on the show uh, back in October, and it was, it was a, one of the top ones, uh, cool. definitely. And, I mean, what, what are some of the other seasonal beers that you guys brew? Um, all right, so in January, we have our Milk Stout. Um, we do a small batch variation of that where we make that into our coconut um, mud bank Milk Stout, which is nice. Uh, followed by in March, we have our Russian Imperial Stout called Leon. So mm-hmm. it's made with uh, marshmallow, graham cracker, and a bunch of chocolate. So you know, people call it a s'mores beer, um, but we don't use any extract. It's actual ingredients that go into the kettle, which mm-hmm. is interesting and a giant challenge every year. Um, we actually are barrel-aging that, the Imperial Stout in Buffalo Trace barrels this year. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's you know just again. I mean, barrel aged beers nowadays are just so awesome. You know, you can't if you can get barrels, you have to start barrel aging as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then going into summer, we do we like our Bavarian wheats, so we have uh, our high water half, and then the high water half turns into our um, Dunksberry Dunkel, mm-hmm. and then funny enough, the the Dunk the Dunksberry that recipe is actually the base beer for the Punkless Dunkel. So we oh, take okay. that. So we take that dark wheat beer. Uh, add pumpkin to the mash, and then to the boil, we add brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. 
so, nice. and then we ferment based on the temperature, and then we add more spice to the final product just to ramp it up again. Oh, okay, cool. Yep, and then we have our uh, our German wheat bock uh, mm-hmm. in the winter, and that's called our Neshaminer. The, uh, the only thing that out of style with that one is that we actually add orange blossom honey to it. So it's mm-hmm. a German wheat bock with orange blossom honey. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. I was telling Chris about how uh, you guys had to change your pumpkin beer name this yeah. year. What is- I mean, it, th- that happens. You know, you see it more and more nowadays. Uh, so if you ever have a good name, trademark it right away. Um, I mean, it was confused with a, a Texas brewery, you know, because they made a, a, a punkle dark lager. You know, I, uh-huh. I, I honestly, I don't know how you can get a, a dark wheat beer and a dark lager mixed <laughs> up. But, you know, uh, you know, people got to protect their brands, I understand. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, um, what's the uh, bottle reserve club that you guys have? Um, just like most breweries, uh, you want to do something special for your your most loyal fans, and the the quickest way we could do that because, like, honestly, we have a, an extensive barrel program going on. Um, mm-hmm. But the the best way for us to you know get product like that out the door is to do a, a barrel reserve club or a bottle reserve club. So a lot of the stuff that we're going to be doing is going to be single barrel releases, whether it's a sour beer or a barrel aged beer, stuff like that. It's going to be mm-hmm. over the next three years, six six different beers in, in 22 ounce bottles. And, you know, we've, we've only released one so far, but that, you know, slowly, you know, especially with sour beers, they're ready when they're ready. So yeah. we have three years to get another five bottles out and, and we go from there. We sold out in 20 minutes and we're just going to slowly release them as the beer is ready, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, as far as distribution and availability of your beers, what areas can our listeners find your beer? I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, as far as like the distribu- distribution and availability of your beers, sure. uh, what, what areas are your beers available? So um, uh, when we first got started, our biggest uh, areas of distribution were Philadelphia and the surrounding counties. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's our uh, sales guy. <laughs> but, uh, but So that was where we started. Um, we also signed a distribution deal with uh, Hunterdon in New Jersey, which represent all 21 counties. Mm-hmm. So those are our two biggest. So Bella Vista in South Philly, they sell uh, the majority of our beer, followed by Hunterdon in, in New Jersey, which is in another the, the 21 counties. Yeah. Um, other than that, we've expanded westward into Pennsylvania, about a little over half of the counties in PA, but that's about it. You know, we've, we've been approached to go to Delaware, Maryland, and New York, but the, honestly, we can't, even with 16 fermenters right now, most of them 30s, we can't keep up production. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you guys are really making a dent in the craft beer world. One can say you're making a gash in it. Oh, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, craft is really popular right now. We're a young brewery. We're, we're not afraid to experiment with different beers. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we like putting out different things that people haven't maybe seen before, just like anybody else. So mm-hmm. when we have a chance to, you know, experiment and get it out there and try something new, you know, uh, when you first start a brewery, people are like, ah, oh, some new brewery. I don't know how good their beer is. So once you get past that, right. once you get the the bar and the bottle shop away from being scared whether the product's good, then they're open to anything that you have. So then it's much easier to sell all of your products. Nice. Now, now for those of us that want to race to your brewery and try some of your beers, what uh, days and hours are your brewery open? So Monday and Tuesday are the only days that we're closed. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday are mostly mostly like after hour, like after after work hours, and so from four to eleven, you know, so you can get your come and get your growlers fill or get a pint. Um, are the, the Friday and Saturday we're open from twelve. Uh, noon to 11 o'clock at night. All day, baby. <laughs> and then Sunday, 12, 12 to 9. <laughs> but if you give us a call at any point, we can let you know when we're open. I mean, honestly, even Mondays and Tuesdays, especially in the summer when the garage door is open, people are rolling in, you know, shaking their growlers, see if they get a sale. I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're not going to turn down. You can't do that. <laughs> nice, but, yeah, nice. so we're open most of, most of the time, actually. Nice. Good, good. Um, now, last question for you. Do you have any uh, special events coming up that you'd like to promote? Um, not especially. I mean, normally during the year we do an Oktoberfest. We have an event in November called Hops and Hot Rods where when we had room, we were driving hot rods into the brewery. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have a a local uh, burger spot called the Dog and Bowl. So we had an event where we ran from the brewery to, it's a mile away, to the actual restaurant, which was nice. But because of the expansion that we're doing and building up, we haven't been able to do that. Um, The biggest event that we're going to do is our three-year anniversary on June 6th. It's a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And that's when we invite bands and and 
dunk tank. We have a dunk tank and a bunch of stuff going on, nice. food trucks and everything. So I, mean, I would say June is the, the biggest one we have going. I mean, Philly Beer Week's obviously huge in Philly, but we're always doing tastings and tap takeovers throughout uh, the Philly region and New Jersey. Cool, cool, man. Well, I, it's an honor uh, that, we got, that we got to talk to you. We're big fans of your beer. We really appreciate you calling in. We encourage all our listeners to get out there and get some of your beers. Um, and uh, the beers that we've had, we love. So we're, we're going to definitely make an effort to, to get more of them and promote them on the show, man. But I, I really appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks. Anytime. And uh, we o- opened up the taproom only about a month and a half ago. So if you guys ever are heading out towards Philly, please stop in and uh, try some beers. Hell yeah. yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you very much. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. Yes, mom. Right. And there's out. <laughs> <laughs> great, great caller. We're, we're big fans of that. that Let me beer. tell you, like, uh, the reason I found out about them uh, was because of their pumpkin beer. I heard about it. I wanted to try it. And it was before Hundred and was distributing to New Jersey. So we weren't able to get it. And then, uh, you know, when we were able to get it, it's when I got it. I really want to try that s'mores sounding oh marshmallow God, chocolate beer. That sounds beer. so good. So and good. that coconut one that he was talking about, I'm like sitting here drooling over here. And I'm pissed because they're three-year anniversaries, like a week before I have my kid. <laughs> I'm missing it by like a week. No, Can you I know. move up your C-section? No. <laughs> I wish. They won't let you. <laughs> All right, folks. Um but at this time, I'd like to pause the show and take a commemorative. <laughs> At nine forty-one, we yes. want to pause the show. <laughs> take a commemorative chug of beer. We're not going to have man, time to taste test, are we? And we'll get to it. A man who once ate twelve steaks, fifteen lobsters, and emptied an entire restaurant bar in one sitting. This is the man, the legend, the greatest drunk of all time, my hero, Andre the Giant. Cheers, Andre. Cheers, Andre. Cheers. Woo! Whoa. Love Andre. Now, right. folks. Um, I'm going to have to uh, – we're going to bring in Pops right now who is uh, – if you – first time you're listening to – if, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, Pops is an angry black puppet who uh, contributes to every show. He's part of Drinking Dirty in Jersey um, and he just likes to voice an opinion uh, every show. So he's going to come on right now and just uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know what his thoughts are for this week. And for him to come on, I actually have to get up and, and leave the mic because he needs a space uh, in the studio. So I'm actually going to get up and leave and Pops is going to uh, come on the show. So – I'll be back when Pops is over. So, all right, I'll be back. Yo, motherfuckers! Yo, Pops! Yo, what up, crackers? <laughs> Yo, this is Pops! And, oh, God, it's cold out there, huh? Isn't it cold out there? Yeah, it is cold. Colder than a nun's tit. Get it? A nun's tit? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Pops surrounded by two gashes. Oh! oh! Drink! Now, being Friday the 13th, uh, Pops wants to talk about if Pops went on a murder spree. Yes, I love to kill all you honkers. It's a fantasy of mine. So <laughs> I just want to talk about if Pops went on a murder spree. Now, the first person that Pops would kill is John Travolta. What? Yes, Why? John Travolta, that homo testicle grease pencil. Yes, I, what I would do to kill him is I would choke him to death with my bow tie, and then I'll do a disco dance on him, like Saturday Night Fever. He ain't. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> the only fever he has is Pops' balls. That's right. <laughs> Homo testicle grease pencil. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the second person that Pops would oh kill would be Julie Chen, that Asian broad that ruins Pops' daytime TV, <laughs> spewing chink yellow malarkey. <laughs> That's right. Pops go to, this is how Pops would kill her. Pops would go to shake her hand and pull it back, fake out. Then I put my head on my hair like that, or fake out. <laughs> then I fire a bazooka in her face. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. And then Pops would say a clever line like, I point to her head and say, the Chinese food is delivered. Pops, I think you've been thinking too much about this. <laughs> no, I'm not, you cracker. Did I ask you a question? Oh, I don't yeah, think so. Like... Just shut up over there, you honky. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, last to the Lee, Pops would kill Kermit the Frog. I know I've talked about him in the past. I don't like Kermit the Frog, that green motherfucker. It's Pops competition. What I would do to kill him is I would act like I was going to do duet with that motherfucker on a log. Oh, my God. And then what I do is I rape him, puppet <laughs> style. And then I give him a donkey punch. <laughs> but I wouldn't kill him because I want that motherfucker to live knowing that Pops gave him a donkey punch. Donkey punch. Did I say donkey? Donkey punch. <laughs> While I was raping him. Then Pops will take his Indian midget uh, girlfriend, <laughs> bring her over to Miss Piggy's house and watch them scissor and watch them get it on. I hate that fat gash. Oh, drink. <laughs> all right, oh all right, God. all right. 
Pop's gone too far. Pop's gotta leave. So Pop's gonna leave. Until next time, thank you very much. Mendez out. Holy shit. Wow, Pop's an angry puppet. Oh, oh I'm back. Goodness. You missed the best, I missed best it. Pop's thing ever. No, I was taking a pee. I didn't hear anything. He was like, I'll take my little puppet head and put it through my hair. Pink <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, my God. What was he, what was he talking about? What was he talking he was about? talking about killing all these white people. And, oh, and my Kermit God. The frog. Well, Kermit no. the, and, and, well, Julie Chen isn't white either. Oh, and that's true. The frog. <laughs> I think he's just talking about killing other people yeah. that aren't him. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Pop's is uh, he, he's pretty much a fair. Oh, uh, my God. I can't. I'm like, he just pretty much hates everybody. Everybody, I breathe. should say. <laughs> um, all right, taste test. We got like right, five. We're minutes. gonna get into our taste test, our, our beer ventures. Um, you know, Cassie, you're gonna talk about the beer, and then we're, uh, Tasha, do you want to partake in this? Oh yeah. Definitely. Okay, great, great. Okay, the first beer is from Arcadia Ales. It's called Beecraft Black. It's a double IPA, eight point five percent. Arcadia is out of Michigan. Okay, um, let's taste this Beecraft Black. Hmm. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> the beer exploded all over me. <laughs> we were talking about and exploding beer Tasha earlier. over there. I don't want to bring the yes. electrical equipment. So this beer is very sensitive, folks. They're I took all, a sip and it exploded all over me. Watch the chairs. If it wasn't for all the electrical equipment in here, I wouldn't mind too much. But um, yeah, we got to clean that up. Uh, actually, uh, from what I tasted of the beer before it exploded in my face, is it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's not. That, it's not too bad. It's nothing uh, too original or impressive. Tasha, what do you think? I mean, for a double IPA, like, I'm not a huge IPA fan, mm-hmm. um, so I don't think it's, you know, that IPA-ish. I don't know. It's kind of, maybe because it's a black. Is that, does that make a difference? Uh, a little bit. Depends little on bit. the hops and yeah, the use. Yeah, so the taste. All right. So. I don't know. It kind of mellows it out, I think. It's all right. It's like, okay. I, I wouldn't encourage it. people to rush yeah. out and drink it, but it, but it's all right. What's the next okay, one, Next Cass? one is uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company out of Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. This is the Spacewalker American Beljo. Um, it's 8.2%. 8.2. That's a good percentage. Let's taste this one. Hopefully it doesn't explode all over me. Yeah, I'm still like coping with this one like slowly. It's like, okay. Um, it's it's uh, kind of plain tasting. It's not that great. Uh, here, Tasha, you taste it. Tell me what you think. Tasha's tasting it right now. And what do you think, Tosh? Kind of boring. Right. I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, nothing special about this one. I wouldn't rush out to get that beer either. Uh, I think you can get the same tasting beer in almost any of the same kind of beer there. Um, that made no sense. Spacewalker makes Thank it you. sound so well, cool. Well, I've been drinking all show. All yes, right. right. It does. What's, what's, next what's the next Next is one? Great Lakes also uh, out of Cleveland. Commodore Perry IPA, 7.5%. 7.5%. Another one. Now, they, they have pretty strong beers, though. I like that. I like that. So let me taste this one. That's right. That's right. Um, eh, okay. As far as IPAs goes, uh, IPA goes, um, it's not nothing too impressive, nothing too original. Um, Tasha's sipping it now. And Tasha, what do you think? Um, actually, for an IPA, it's not bad. Like, I would drink this. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, nothing that like really sticks right. out to me. Like, doesn't doesn't go kinda, like, bam, this is great. Yeah, it's like, just, ooh, I'm gonna drink this all the time. Like, I'm right. gonna rush out and buy this beer. Like, it's all right. Kind of a plain Jane. Someone handed it to me and be like, okay, yeah, right, fine. right. And Cassie, what's the next okay, one? Okay, next one is Hop Rocket by Arcadia Ales out of Michigan. Nine percent Imperial IPA. Nine percent, nice. These are some strong high, uh, Yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. I really didn't. Ooh, interesting. I actually like this one. I would definitely recommend that I one. I love their labels. Arcadia has really cool labels. I like the name Hop Rocket. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I really like that one. I'd recommend that one. Tasha, what do you think? Um, I don't know. It's like interesting aftertaste. Like, I don't know how to describe that. Like, I don't know. It kind of like lingers on the tongue, but I'm not yeah. sure what that taste is. <laughs> like, I don't know. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I recommend that one. Tasha, Tasha also does fan. not like IPAs. That's true. Yeah. need to keep that so, in mind. Cass, what's the next one? Okay. The next one is Elliot Ness by Great Lakes Brewing. Love it's the name. a amber lager. It is 6.2%. 6.2. All right. So about average. Regular lager. Let's taste this uh, one. Percentage. Pretty good. Nice and smooth. Um, I actually like that beer. It'd probably be a good day drinking beer. Um, nothing incredibly impressive, but I do like it. And Tasha, what do you think? Yeah, I feel the same way. Like just easy to drink, mm-hmm. decent taste, but nothing special. So good I feel for- like I feel like Great Lakes just isn't anything special. Sorry, yeah. Grace. Like, sorry, Great Lakes. <laughs> you know, they Great actually Lake. have like a they have a, a few. I mean, unfortunately, I can get what I get with a six pack with a mix of six, but they actually do have a, a few beers that are, are raved about. And I don't think any of the ones that I've got are the ones that everyone talks about, but there's, 
there's a few that are like amazing, supposedly amazing. So I think we just kind of just didn't got a bad batch or something. Yeah, we didn't or? get the good ones, you know. <laughs> All right, Cassie, but they're it? not they're not like you know to be like pushed off. I think. No, we're definitely not. Put, maybe the ones that we're just tasting yeah. are, are not that great. Uh, this is one? Arcadia Ales Lockdown Scotch Ale. Great Ooh, names. That sounds good. 8%. Great names this week. Eight percent. Another strong one. Jesus, you're trying to get us messed up, aren't you? No. <laughs> I like that one. I like you, that a lot. You love Scotch ales, though. Yeah, I don't know that's what like it your is, thing. but I, I like that. I would definitely recommend. They taste that like beer. Jameson. That's why you like them. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of whiskey. Ooh, so that's definitely also my favorite out of the six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that is definitely the favorite. Yeah. The Scotch ale. So uh, that is definitely our favorite. And I like how Cassie picked all the high ABVs. That's great. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Usually I try to pick the low ones so you don't get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassie, why don't you tell us what's going on next week? Next week is uh, our show with Kate May Brewing Company out of Kate May, New Jersey, obviously. And we're going to have Sweet Jane's Roadhouse on. We tried to have them on a couple weeks ago, but we weren't able to get them on the air. So they're going to call in again. Um, we've also got a newsletter going around. You can find it on our Facebook page and on our website. Sign up for that because you'll be able to find out everything that's going on before anyone else. It goes out before anything is posted on Facebook about what we're talking about on the show and who's going to be on the show. Uh, we are going to be at Brig Brewfest next week. Yes. Saturday. Woo! Awesome. Um, and that's always a lot of fun. We, we come to our table. It's a blast. We have the cowbell going. You can win a scavenger hunt and win some, win some free stuff. And, and uh, some of the big news uh, with that is we are now partnered with New Jersey Craft Beer Club. Mm-hmm. So we're Woo! offering 15% off of all of our merchandise with the card. Right. Right. So if you have the craft beer card, definitely come over to our table. Get, get some good discounts. We got uh, we got shirts. We got uh, Hoodies. sweatshirts. We have a special shirt coming out. And if you're a big fan of Pops, we have a special Pop shirt that's coming yep. out just for the Big Brew Fest. Um, so uh, definitely uh, come to our table. Check us out. We're a lot of fun. Uh, we're not just some boring uh, table selling T-shirts or something like that. We, right. Uh, we, we have, really a, we have scavenger up. hunts and craziness and push-ups and uh, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. We're so, usually the really loud table. If you can, you yeah. Can hear if us you hear the, the cowbell going and the screaming, yeah, that's, that's generally us. <laughs> us. And if you come over and do push-ups, we also paint your face and really get yep. into it. So it's it's a lot of fun. So definitely come over and check us out. But also, um, go ahead, Cass. I also want to thank Spellbound Brewing for calling in yes. and Nishamani Creek for calling in. Two great interviews tonight. Awesome interviews. Um, please check them out on their Facebooks, Twitters, websites. Uh, get down there. Go to their brew. They're, they sound like awesome places to hang out. We're no, definitely going to go there this summer. So yeah, definitely, definitely, man, definitely. So um, so anyway, thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for calling in. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks for, thanks for in. calling in, guys. Wait, you're not drinking, right? No. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, thanks for listening. listening. Check us out next week and uh, tune drink in and on. drink on. Mendez out. You're listening to Drinking Dirty in Jersey with Chris Finley and Cassie Finley. Right here on L.A. Talk Radio.